everyone, Sarus from very cold and white Germany. Welcome to uh, this episode of Running and Fabulous, a podcast created to ignite and empower new and amateur runners to hit the road, even in the snow, <laughs> and push themselves to the next level. <laughs> Today, I want to share with you part two of my running journey. I told you last time, if you listen to one of the episodes, um, that I started running to actually fight isolation, uh, emotional uh, instability, as well as um, financial instability, okay? And that really helped me push, push through the year. But um, I saw myself a second time, um, <laughs> one year uh, and almost one year and a half later and I also could not recognize myself again and at this point I had weighed 48 kilos now for someone who's 158 centimeters tall that is five kilos too little you know my skinny jeans from before my my first pregnancy you know um they were they were not i was not able to fill them in and that was the only pair of pants that i could wear that i didn't look like a scarecrow in there and my normal clothes were just kind of falling off literally i was i felt like i was becoming just skin and bones you know and um now for some people that may be attractive but uh for me that was definitely not healthy it was not healthy um the the how i actually got to that point okay now the inevitable had happened to me you see my marriage which had been on the rocks for years had come to an end five months prior to that moment my worst nightmare had come true i was a single mother <laughs> Now, the thing that hurt me the most uh, was seeing my kids watch Papa move out, okay? Um, when we explained to my daughter, who was seven at the time, that, um, that Papa was moving out, her eyes just widen up and shock and just ask, what do you mean? Like she could not understand that. What, what do you mean Papa is moving out? And then um, I really felt a knife being actually twisted on my chest when my two-year-old um, used to come the mornings you know the following mornings he used to come to me with his little stuffed dog Chewy in his arms and and go where is Papa where is Papa you know because he could not understand that all the commotion in the previous days was really Papa moving out permanently and that he could no longer cuddle with Papa in the mornings like he used to you know so I used to just take him in my arms and cuddle up with him and just you know just pretend like everything is normal and tell him you know papa's in the town next door he's he's gonna come visit and you're gonna see him all the time you know but that was something that he needed to get used to the fact that papa was no longer there when he woke up in the mornings now thinking that i could not provide a happy and loving home for my kids was what hurt me the most out of the separation you know, I had to pretend to be strong so that so that they didn't see me frail and cry and weak, you know. I had to pretend that everything that was happening was normal and that everything was going to be okay, 
So I started to go down the rabbit hole of depression and anxiety without noticing. Um, but it was my best kept secret because it was winter time and I could hide underneath my clothes, right? I could hide in the darkness of the, of the, uh, that came in very early during that time. So I used to just sleep, run and function minimally to take care of my kids. Now, deep down, I was embarrassed of what I was becoming, you know? I was angry because that solid, happy, stable foundation I wanted to build for my kids so bad was actually being built on quicksand and I had to finally give up and just let it sink. You know, I, I regretted leaving my life in the States because I felt that it did not pay off in the end. I felt trapped because I could just not pack up my bags and go because because it was no longer about me, right? Like it was never really about me. It was all about my children. So I had to stay put, you see? I had to stay put and be an adult. Now the trouble is that during that time, I was running like a maniac. I was running like 40 kilometers per week and my anxiety and depression, um, caused a lump on my throat that did not let me eat, okay? So the energy that I needed to run was not coming from food. It was not coming from fat. It was coming from my muscle mass. And when I finally looked at myself in the mirror, um, I, I had like, you know, my, my knees were wrinkly because I had lost so much weight so fast. Um, my, my muscle mass was being depleted because my body needed energy for running. So my knees were like wrinkly, you know, and I, I just, I thought I was withering away. I felt weak mentally and physically, and I felt lost and more lonely than ever ever before so no wonder I was having massive knee pains after my run you know I was I was so bad that I had to ice my knees all the time and and I used to take ibuprofen and arnica before my runs because running was where I found peace you know running running just gave me that escape that I wanted and I couldn't uh, it, it just it just felt like I could not stop running. It was the only thing that helped me level my head and level my thoughts. So when the inner side of my right knee started to show up a bruise and, and then I touched it and there was like a knot forming underneath my skin, I finally went to the doctor. And that's when I realized that uh, <laughs> I had the beginning of a meniscus. Okay, and the doctor asked me to stop running. And for me, that was that was like it was it was desperate. I was desperate. I said, I can't stop running. I can't, you know, at that point I had run, uh, I had run through the winter. Uh, there was a winter run series here in town and I did all of it, 13, 17, another half marathon. And I was enrolled for a half marathon in the spring. And I was just like, I can't stop running. I have to keep running. And um, it would have been my third half marathon in one and a half years of running and the doctor looked at me with a smile on his face and he gave me a very strong pain medication 
and and when he looked at me and, and and gave me that prescription it was almost like he told me you know fine you know just uh take the pain medication and bust your knee open and i'll be here with a scalpel to take care of you and i realized nobody on this planet is going to give a damn about me except for me i realized I had to take care of myself if I wanted to grow old, healthy, and see my kids grow strong and healthy themselves. I stopped running. I stopped running for six weeks and I started to take care of myself. I started to learn everything I needed to learn in order to run healthy because I knew running made me happy, but I didn't want to die in the process. And more importantly, so that I can be a strong role model for my kids, the way my mother was for me, despite her own struggles being a single mother of five. Okay, I started to think positively. I started to be thankful for having somebody that despite the fact that we were separated, didn't abandon us 100%. That we had a place to live, that we had food to eat. That my children were waking up in a warm bed despite the cold winters. Okay, that I needed to be strong that I needed to instill in my children that despite terrible moments in life, there was something positive to look forward to. I started a night routine where we would all go to bed together, okay? And we would pray and we would talk about one very positive thing that happened to us during the day. Something that made us happy instead of focusing on something that made us sad, like that the household that I wanted for them broke apart. I had to be strong and I became strong. And we may not understand each other and see eye to eye, but as adults, we have done everything possible to make sure that the children have the both of us always there for them. And with that, my fabulous listeners, I knew I have recorded this story a thousand times and every time I cried, I apologize for the lump in my throat. I realized I cannot tell this story without crying and you're just gonna get some tears out of me. Now, this is the end of this podcast and um, and uh, I really appreciate your patience and listening to this until the end. And I want to tell you that if you want to stay in touch, please follow me on Instagram at Running and Fabulous. I wish you a schönen Tag and hasta mañana. Ciao.